you start to again get into more of a CEO mindset where you're not just looking at your sales and marketing, you're looking at the flow of money in and out of your business to make sure that it's ultimately profitable and, and healthy. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today my guest is Parker Stevenson. How are you, Parker? Matt, I'm doing great. Thank you. So you mentioned before, same name as the actor. What is Parker Stevenson an actor in? He's a gentleman who's a little older than me, but he was in The Hardy Boys and he was in Baywatch and he was also famous for being married to Kirstie Alley. So back when I, I worked for Adidas for about five years, which you being in Portland, you know all about people that work at Adidas and Nike. I worked at Adidas for about five years and I started off in the customer service, like just call center. And I would get what I presumed were middle-aged women would hear my full name on the phone and go, you're not the Parker Stevenson that I'd always have to tell him. I promise him I'm not him. My career hasn't taken a, a turn for the worst. And I've gone from famous actor to customer service representative for a sporting goods company. You could be like one of the, oh, you know, we're doing a special promotion where having <laughs> celebrity phone service today. So let me, before we get into it, I wanted to mention Parker is a co-owner, chief business officer of Evolved Finance, a bookkeeping agency that specializes in helping online businesses to become more profitable and sustainable through their financial data. And on that, I have a question. This probably comes up a lot. How profitable should an online business be? That is, in my opinion, the question to ask once your business starts generating revenue, because I think a lot of newer entrepreneurs or, or smaller businesses who are just trying to make enough money to even just start paying themselves more consistently, they're usually more concerned with how much revenue do we need to bring in. And don't get me wrong, revenues crucial. If we don't have revenue, we have an expensive hobby. Someone told me that and I've probably repeated it a million times now. But eventually when your business gets established enough, the whole goal of running a business is how do we get, you know, make it so that we have some money left over so we can build up a savings in the business. We can start to maybe pay the owners more in the business and then also just have money to, to just kind of protect the business and make cash flow easier to manage. So when we get to that point though, especially like uh, in the online space, online businesses, which, you know, the types of businesses we work with are going to be a lot of like, we have a lot of coaches and influencers. We have people who create courses and membership sites and, you know, really operating like creating digital offers. And because we don't have the overhead, these clients don't have the overhead that a lot of maybe like if you're running a restaurant or you had a laundromat or something like that, a lot of their businesses, we're pushing them to be at 30% profit margin or more. So if we have a client that's coming to us and they're running a million dollar a year coaching business, then we would expect them to have $300,000 left over in profit. Now we have a number of clients who do even better than that, who can get into the 40, 50. And we even have a, a select few who can be in the 60, 70% profit, especially when you start taking into consideration like what we're running for payroll for them, what they're getting as kind of some of these owner benefits, some of these benefits we get to run through our businesses that kind of benefit benefit us as the owners as well, still can be at that 60, 70% profit margin range. So that's why the online space, you know, I think online business and online entrepreneurship has blown up so much is that if you are smart enough to pay attention to your profitability as you grow an online business, I mean, the potential to generate wealth for the business owner is pretty tremendous. 
I can feel that having bootstrapped the company that that my business partner Scott and I have now, you know, it it was not very profitable at the start. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we did we did we focused on on growing revenue, and and then a few years ago we had to take a good hard look at our actual books because we had to get them done for once correctly. <laughs> and man, when we finally broke it down, and we were like, we're bringing in all this revenue, and we're only making like ten percent profit. You know, that's pre-tax, you know, then we got to take tax out of the 10%. So. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we were able to, you know, using the having our books done correctly was kind of one of the first steps in turning that around. I think we're, you know, getting around 30% now. And for a service-based business, especially that's phenomenal. I mean, cause we, so just to, just to adjust this a little bit to add on what you're saying here, you know, if you're running more of a service-based business, like you and I are right, like of all finance is a true service-based business. We just don't have an office space, our team's remote. And I imagine Matt, you guys are somewhat similar to that. We kind of expect it maybe to be more like 20%, but you can get to that 30% range if you price your your offer appropriately and you're efficient with how you build out your team. So uh, the factor at 30% is awesome. But we do also have some do like do it yourself stuff like courses and things like that. So that helps improve profitability, right? Love it. You know, like our inbox mastery email marketing course, which everyone should take who has an email list. And just to get a plug for my course in there. So one thing I've been reading recently that's been coming up is the idea of profit first, <laughs> um, okay. doing something like top line scrape or something like that. What do you think of that kind of profit first model? It's very interesting you brought that up because it's it's something that comes up a lot over and over again, because profit first is really the only kind of financial system that's been marketed to entrepreneurs, right? And and I think in theory, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think just people read it and go, oh, okay, I can kind of wrap my head around that. Ultimately, profit first is better than doing nothing. So if you're currently not keeping track of your books at all, or you're not tracking your financial information at all, then yes, a system like profit first is going to improve your situation and improve your financial clarity because again, at least it's something. But for us, we've always looked at profit first as a band-aid and that's, you know, nothing against the author of the book, Michael, or, you know, uh, people that use it. But what we found is that there's really no substitution to just having good financial reporting, like financial reporting that makes sense. Because the reason Michael wrote this book and had to develop the profit first system was because he didn't have an, a bookkeeper that actually was doing the books properly. His accountant wasn't explaining anything to him. So he felt like he was in the dark with what's going on with his business. So he put together a system where he didn't have to rely on a bookkeeper, an accountant. So we've transitioned quite a number of clients at this point of our own clients away from profit first and just to a more straightforward bookkeeping process because adding all the, like if you've read profit first, or maybe if you haven't, essentially what they want you to do is have like Anywhere from like five to eight different checking accounts, each checking account, you put some in for taxes, you put some in for operating expenses, some for profits, you know, so you have all these kind of buckets, but they're all individual checking accounts. And what a lot of people that we've talked to realize is, whoa, it's a pain in the butt to have to be moving money around across all these bank accounts all the time. And what happens is it doesn't give you any insight. You're just following these percentages of what they want you to put into everything, but it doesn't give you a deep enough understanding of, well, where are the biggest expenses? in my business? Where can we make improvements? All it's doing is making sure that we're paying you something from the business. And so if some of our clients were using that instead of working with us, 
I mean, they would be shortchanging themselves tremendously. So, you know, for us, it's like, again, if all you have right now is a profit first system, great. But I think eventually we want to kind of get into more of a grown up type mentality with our businesses and taking full responsibility for the financial health of our businesses, because eventually we do need to understand where our biggest operating expenses, what is our true profitability, and how can I read a profit and loss statement that's set up appropriately for my type of business so that I'm, instead of just arbitrarily putting money in places into checking accounts because a book told me to, we're making more informed like CEO type decisions where we're understanding how money flows in and out of our business. And the reality is small businesses, it's very easy to understand. Like there's nothing complicated about like the clients' businesses we work with. It's just the organization of the data is what's important. And so if you have a good, good bookkeeper who can organize the data in a way that makes sense to you as a business owner, I promise you everyone is capable of understanding their own numbers. You just need the right team to kind of set that up for you. That's good marketing too, to say you have to have a more grown up look at it. <laughs> In marketing, we call it graduation. Ooh, I like that. That's where you say something is is getting you to a higher level than someone else's product or service, right? Yeah. Graduate to the new way we do it. But anyway, I do agree with you though. <laughs> and I do say that, Matt, because I think if there's anything like entrepreneurs put their heads in the sand about it's their finances, right? It's their numbers. Cause it's like, it's not the funnest part. Like no one starts a business because they want to dive into spreadsheets or look at profit and loss statements. So I, I don't blame anyone if they are kind of avoiding this part of their business, but the reality is we're all signing up to be responsible for our own taxes. We're all signing up to get accountants to do good financial tracking. You're signing up for the fact that now you're not just responsible for your personal home budget and your, and your personal finances, but you're now signing up to, to take care of the financial health of an entirely different entity. Yeah. So let me tell you what happens when you don't have a good bookkeeper, because that happened to us. I want to hear this. So, of course, the instigating event, which always happens is you go, oh, shit, I got to do my taxes and I haven't <laughs> done my books. And then you start trying to go to QuickBooks Online or something and you try to figure out how to set up a schedule of accounts for an online business. But they have the option of every business in the whole world schedule of accounts. So you screw that up for a while and then you give up and then you hire someone to do it. But you just want somebody cheap because you got to get it done. And what happens is they don't consistently, they don't set it up correctly in the first place. They don't consistently put stuff in because generally they don't understand your online business and stuff just gets randomly put into accounts. It's not consistent every month. You do your taxes with incorrect information. Then your accountant charges you double because your books are a mess and they have to fix them. And then, you know, you don't even get proper accounting. You can't write off stuff appropriately and you lose money. And also, in our case, they were doing our payroll and screwed up our payroll and cost us 10 grand also. So long story short, you want a good bookkeeper. But having a good bookkeeper, then you can get things like profit and loss statements, like you're saying. And if you can be educated on what those line items on your profit and loss are or what the line items in your books actually mean, then you can look at stuff and go, OK, maybe this is too high. We need to bring this cost down or our cost of goods is too high. Or, you know, you could figure out stuff like that or you can also figure out what can we do to, you know, lower our tax liability or you can have those books and give them to an accountant and the accountant can figure out what you should do to lower your tax liability. They may even want to you to like, you know, become an S corp or something like that. There may be some other structural change that can be used to then reduce your taxes. And you can't do any of that if your books is, aren't done correctly. 
or you're waiting until the end of the year to do them all at once because you know what what you were talking about is like and by the way matt like I want to take everything you just said and snip this out and like put it on our website. So it's not me <laughs> saying it all the time because to hear another business owner say this, like this is what I hear all the time. Like not all bookkeeping is created equal. And I know a lot of people will just wait until the end of the year, find the cheapest bookkeeper they can to just kind of catch them up for the year just for taxes. But when you wait till the end of the year, you miss out on getting this information on a monthly basis so you can correct issues in your business sooner then waiting until the end of the year and then going, oh, we have a problem here and then missing out on all this time where you could have fixed it sooner. So while bookkeeping is really important for filing your taxes and being ready for your tax bill, by looking at this every month, you start to, again, get into more of a CEO mindset where you're not just looking at your sales and marketing. You're looking at the flow of money in and out of your business to make sure that it's ultimately profitable and, and healthy. Right. And you can't do that stuff without data. If you don't have the data, you can't make changes. Well, I mean, you can. <laughs> you just can't make educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's interesting. A lot of our clients who have really strong marketing backgrounds are the ones that start to, once they get it, they go, oh, I like looking at my financial data because they're already looking at marketing metrics all the time. You know, they're looking at their cost per click and their conversion rates and all this stuff that when we start to give them the right metrics to look at financially in their business, a lot of the times it clicks very quickly for them and they start to think about their businesses in a much different way. And usually it means they make a lot more money in the long run. I like that. I mean, your company works with online businesses because most bookkeepers I mean, very few that I know, and I know a whole bunch because I've done a whole lot of business networking in my life. So I've met tons and tons of bookkeepers and very few of them understand online businesses and very few of them understand what is a cost of doing business versus what is a marketing expense, especially as an agency. I mean, again, I'm just, it's almost like you're reading this off of our website. Matt. It's, <laughs> right. it's amazing. I'm totally not. But so a good example is, is like if you're an agency, if I advertise for people to come on as a client of my agency, that is a different line item than if a client gives us money and we spend that money advertising on their behalf, even though both payments went to Facebook. So your kind of service-based industry bookkeeper may not know the difference between those things. So it's very important to have someone who can understand an online business and hasn't spent their whole life working with, you know, spas and restaurants and mechanics and whatever, right? And you need to know somebody who knows the online business. So let me ask you this. Somebody wants to create kind of a solid financial foundation for their business. What are kind of the first steps that they should take? Yeah, maybe this might be for some of our your more advanced listeners. They might be going, no, duh, but bear with me here because I think it's important that we, you know, why we do some of these things in our businesses. But the first one is you have to get your personal and business finances separated. Okay. No shame. If anyone out there still has them combined, that's fine. Especially if you're in the early stages of your business, it's very common. But for all, you know, all this bookkeeping stuff we're talking about and filing taxes, if you want to make it easier on your accountant, if you want to make it easier on your bookkeeper, even if you are your own bookkeeper right now, and if you want to make it easier to understand what's going on in your business and easier to, to really set up a personal household budget, then keeping your business transactions in business accounts, that means having a dedicated business checking account, a business credit card, a business PayPal account, things of that nature, and only running business transactions through them 
is step number one, because if your groceries are connect, you know, are intermixed with all of your business expenses and your oil changes and your Amazon purchases, then it's like, there's all these extra transactions go through that just muddle what's going on with your financial situations. You know, I would add on to that too. Sure. It costs more for your bookkeeper to do your books when they have to separate out your personal crap when you could just separate your personal crap out and not pay a bookkeeper to sort through that stuff. So if you want to keep your bookkeeping costs down, you separate your personal from your business. Absolutely. And any, and especially if you have, and this kind of gets into another part of the, the financial foundation. Another piece is like if you have an LLC, an S corp, a C corp, the whole, you know, one of the main reasons you form a business entity is so you can get some liability protection, right? We're trying to protect your personal assets that if, okay, knock on wood, if someone were, you know, a customer or a vendor were to file a lawsuit against your or your organization, we want them to only file that lawsuit against your business. We're trying to avoid them being able to go after your personal assets. And so if you have a bunch of personal and business finances all mixed together, you're giving the, the lawyer that's suing you the opportunity to go to the court and say, hey, like, I know they have an LLC, but they're sure not using it like that. Like we need to go after their savings and their retirement or whatever it is. And that's really important that we essentially create as much of a corporate veil is what we call it. So that there's a really clear separation between your business and your personal finances for the sole purpose of getting the most out of your LLC or S corp or whatever business entity you have. But then aside from that, the other thing as part of your financial foundation, I don't care how big your business is, talk to accountant, like get in an accountant, trying to do your taxes yourself or having uncle Joe do your taxes because he's done it for someone else that one time or whoever. That's the way we see clients that come to us end up in like financial nightmares. They end up in tax nightmares because they let someone else do it for free or for super cheaply because they didn't feel like it was important enough. And then it comes back and bites them in the ass in a huge way. That's right. Preach. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's what I was talking about a little earlier, right? Matt was like this growing up, like taking responsibility for being a business owner. If you're going into business, assume you're going to spend 500 to $1,000 to start with a year to get your taxes filed and done right. So I, I think that's just really crucial is just don't try to do this stuff yourself. Like my business partner, he's way more accounty than I am at this point. I'm definitely more the business development and sales and marketing side of things, but I know bookkeeping well and I, and I know a lot about taxes more than I ever thought I would, but he's even a step beyond. He could file our taxes and we still pay an accountant who we refer business to and she doesn't even do it for free. She gives us a discount, but she's so good and we trust her so much. We'll pay her whatever she wants because when you find a good accountant, it's so crucial. Just like finding a good mechanic, finding a good doctor, like don't mess around with your accountant. Just like you were talking about Matt, having a bookkeeper that understands your business, get an accountant that understands your business. And like I said, make it easy for them, separate your business and personal finances. And and I'd say lastly, just don't open a ton of accounts. Like if you really don't need to be using profit first, don't have three PayPal accounts, don't have four merchant accounts, don't have seven credit cards. Like the more we can keep our, the transactions again, separate from our personal finances and as many things running through one credit card, one checking account, one PayPal account, that just makes things, again, so much cheaper and so much easier and efficient for your bookkeeper, your accountant to do what they need to do as well. Now, if you're going to advertise on Facebook, 
make sure that you have two credit cards and two accounts and two separate business DBAs. And then if one of your accounts get banned, you can switch over to using the other credit card in the other <laughs> <laughs> Because that happens all the time. Yes, we hear that regularly, the struggles of the Facebook advertising journey. So I get it. This is why you need to use an agency, people. Actually, you know what? I know that this is not what this episode is about, but this came up today. Someone, and they're not a client of ours, but a client of another agency friend of mine, they had posted a review about a movie and the movie, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Anyways, it was this silly short film that had like the bad guy in the movie was like a karate Hitler and they had mentioned this movie has everything. It has Hitler and karate and blah, 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 blah. Facebook's algorithm banned their personal account because of that comment, because of something about them putting Hitler and something positive to do with the Nazi in it, which in turn banned their ad account, which then knocked their business off of all of their advertising and they appealed it and Facebook so far has denied it. Yeah, that's brutal. So they cannot advertise their business because they reviewed a movie Six months ago. That's how far the algorithm went back. So anyways, be safe with your ad accounts. people. Yeah. And maybe if you are working with an ad agency, they would advise you to, to refrain from using Hitler in your, your advertising copy, if at all possible. Or in, or in any of your posts, period. <laughs> Just really anything involving your business at all. It's a really good idea to have more than one admin in your ad account too. Just saying. So anyway, let's get back to bookkeeping. There's not a whole lot of worry about getting banned in your bookkeeping, but there is a worry when your bookkeeper is terrible and your taxes end up being wrong. So the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper for those who may not have either one, what is the difference? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the, the big piece here is your accountant is the person that's going to file your taxes and provide you with your tax advice. This is either going to be a CPA or uh, a CPA is going to be the one that's going to be able to offer really good tax advice versus a tax preparer is just going to file your taxes. And maybe your business is small and you don't need advice. You just need someone to file the taxes properly. Either way, they're both accountants, but we want someone who's either a CPA or a tax preparer to actually file your taxes. A bookkeeper doesn't file your taxes, but they organize all your financial data so that your accountant can file your taxes. So if you think about your credit card, your checking account, PayPal, Stripe, you know, anywhere where money's flowing in and out of, we have all these transactions happening. We have money coming into the business. We have money going out of the business. And so if I just said, all right, here's your bank statement with all the transactions that happened. Tell me what's going on in your business financially. All you'd really be able to tell is like, well, this is how much money I started off with at the beginning of the month. And here's how much money I had at the end of the month. But, you know, with some of our clients, they have thousands of transactions happening every month in their businesses that just looking at thousands of transactions isn't going to help anybody understand your business better. So that's where a bookkeeper comes in and starts to group together. Maybe, you know, if you're running Facebook ads, all the Facebook advertising expenses are going to go towards an advertising category. Or if you are paying for rent for your, your office space, then that goes under a rent category or your contractors go under contractor categories. So it just starts to take this huge amount of data and start to consolidate it down into something that we can start to interpret and understand for both, again, business strategy purposes and for accounting and tax purposes. So that's where, you know, a lot of the times, and, and again, if there's any accountants out here listening, I apologize. I know there's a few of you out there that might be good at bookkeeping. But what we found is that when our clients come from situations where their accountant 
was both their accountant and bookkeeper. And it doesn't mean the accountant was doing the bookkeeping, but they had a bookkeeping team in their office that did the books. What kind of happens is what you were talking about earlier, Matt, is, you know, accountants make their money off filing your taxes. Bookkeeping is just a necessary evil to them in order to file your taxes. So a lot of the accounting firms we've seen do books for our clients before they come to us. They just do the bare minimum. And, they, and they're not really interested in putting the, the numbers together in a way that helps you understand your business. Again, they're just trying to do the bare minimum or a lot of them are just trying to do the bare minimum so they can file your taxes at the end of the year. So that's why we always advocate. And obviously I'm biased because I run a bookkeeping company. So obviously I'm going to say this, but I truly believe it. It's like I would do the same thing for our business. I wouldn't have someone else doing the books and the accounting in one place. I'd hire someone who knows my business model to do the books. And then I'd find an accountant separately because I want my accountant only focusing on my taxes. All they think about is how can I save of all finance on their taxes? And then I want my bookkeeper thinking about how can I organize this data for my clients in the best way possible so that it's accurate and that is actually helpful for the business owner to be able to look at and understand. And so that's sort of the role we play as the bookkeeping side is let's get this financial data as perfect as possible so the accountant's happy and the client's happy. You know, another thing that I've seen is that people will have an account to do their taxes and I'll have someone in-house, like maybe an, an admin or an office manager or someone who is both writing their checks and doing their books, which is a terrible combination, right? Because <laughs> a dangerous how do you steal least. money and cover your tracks, right? You write the checks and then you cover it up in the books. Yep. So you do not want the same person reconciling your transactions that is the one who is in command of the money, right? I, I, no one's ever brought that up before and I've done a ton of interviews and, and I think that's really important because if you needed your the copy redone for your website, chances are you're going to hire a copywriter and you're going to want a copywriter that specializes in copywriting and understands your business model, right? You're not going to have your administ, you know, your admin, most, none of our clients would have their admin or office assistant write the copy for their website. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe in other different business worlds, at least with our clients, they take like copy very seriously. But when it comes to bookkeeping, for whatever reason, I don't think people understand how much knowledge and skill has to go into doing bookkeeping properly because sure, anyone can sign up for QuickBooks online and start accepting transactions, but there's so much nuance and there's so much complexity behind that to do it right and to do it in a way that's helpful that someone stealing your money aside, get, you know, having someone who's not an expert at this doing your books for you uh, is just asking for a mistake with your taxes, your numbers being off, because they're worrying about all the other stuff they have to do for you as well versus our clients. They know their books are locked down every month because all we're worried about is getting their books done properly. So I just think it's important that, you know, in certain parts of our business, sure, we can have kind of operations people or special or um, generalists kind of do some of the general stuff that all businesses need to get done. But it's really important we understand what areas of our businesses, whether it's looking for a Facebook ad manager, whether it's looking for an accountant or a bookkeeper, that we're hiring specialists for the things that really do need specialists involved to get the work done properly. And let's say I'm an online business, maybe course creator, speaker, service provider, something like that, right? Thought leader, influencer, authors, coaches. At what revenue level do you think it's time that you should get a bookkeeper? So this, that's, a, that's a great question. I think the way, the way, or the way I look at it is, it, you know, in the early stages of your business, if you can't afford a bookkeeper yet, keep track just in a spreadsheet. 
because chances are you have so few transactions going on. It's not going to be worth the time to learn how to use QuickBooks. And you're going to reduce the amount, the, the chances that you're going to screw something up by just like looking at your bank statement, pulling out the income, pulling out the expenses, putting it in a spreadsheet so then your accountant can file your taxes. When you get to the point where you have so many transactions going on in your business that the idea of having to go in every month and pull those, like export those transactions out and try to organize them in a spreadsheet sounds like a nightmare. It's time to hire a bookkeeper. So that could happen depending on your business model at 50,000 in revenue. It could happen at $125,000 in revenue. It just depends on how much time you want to spend tracking the stuff yourself in a spreadsheet. But, you know, typically for like us, our clients come to us once they start to hit that six figure realm. But I do think even a more budget conscious bookkeeper before that is usually worth it, even if they're not perfect, because at the end of the day, you as the business owner, the more time you have available that you're freeing up for yourself to focus on sales and marketing activities in the business, the things that are going to move your revenue forward that's usually going to be a good investment because your time is limited. So for you to be spending all this time doing bookkeeping, that's just up to you to decide, you know, what revenue target you're like, yeah, I'm spending five hours a month on this. And that's five hours. I could be on more sales calls. I could be focusing on our ads. I can be writing more content, right? I I think that's where as business owners, you know, know your business, know yourself and get a sense for when you feel like this is just starting to become too much. But I will say, especially once you start to get to that six figure range, you know, your business is no longer a, a little business. You know, we, we have something to lose here. Let's get experts in and let's, let's hire someone to, to make sure that the, the financial records in your business are being managed properly. Right. And if it takes you five hours a month to do it and you could be out making a hundred bucks an hour, that costs you 500 bucks, but that would probably take a bookkeeper two hours. So say your bookkeepers, I don't know, 75 bucks an hour, that's $150 it cost you that you could have made $500 doing. So that cost is a loss. So you just lost $350 trying to do your own books. Exactly. Banging your own head against the monitor because you're driving yourself crazy trying to figure out how to do it. Instead of having somebody who already knows how to do it, who could come in, organize everything, get it done, send you a report and explain to you what the report means instead of you doing it for five hours yourself and screwing it up. Well, so, and, and, and also the benefits, I mean, there's a return on investment there too. I mean, a lot of our clients save a ton of money on their taxes after their first year of working with us because they're actually capturing everything properly for the first time. So we're maximizing tax write-offs. It's usually triggering uh, their accountant to go, oh, maybe we need to elect to file as an S-corp now, which has some tax benefits, or they just start to see the holes in their business that they can fix faster. So then they become profitable more quickly, right? So even beyond just your time, the bigger your business becomes, the more important it is that you have correct financial data. So you're just maximizing every dollar you can make. Absolutely. I think finance is something that, especially on the digital side, people kind of tend to ignore it because they're just like, well, this much money came into my Stripe account and this came into my PayPal account. So I'm going to stick those in my, in my bank account and then I'm going to pay out my costs and whatever's left over is my money. And that's not the way to do it, people. Let me tell you from someone who has paid the IRS and the tax authority tons of money from screwed up bookkeeping in the past and incorrect payrolls that were done five years ago that I had to pay for for three years. 
tens of thousands of dollars later, not including the cost of a CPA to fix all these problems, get a bookkeeper and get it done right the first time. It will save you the peace of mind. You will sleep at night like a baby instead of worrying how much more you're going to have to make to try and pay off the IRS. And if you can do it faster than they charge you interest for. Not that I'm saying that that happened to me, but it totally happened. (laughs) But I think that's just, I I just want to kind of pinpoint something there because what you're saying is very common, but I think it is more common, like you said, in the online space, because sometimes the money can just seem like it comes in so easily. And, And the big trend I've seen over the years is a lot of our clients having, like a lot of people in this industry, having that mindset of like, I have a cash machine that's on the internet versus I have a business, like that's a tangible real business with people that... I hire and employ. And, and I think we've seen because making money on the internet was so new and exciting, you know, because like my business partner started Evolve Finance in 2010 when it was really kind of unique to say you're making money from the internet. And so I think a lot of people are starting to realize like, Hey, this isn't a flash in the pan opportunity here. This online internet thing could be making me money a long time. How do I set myself up to make sure my business is healthy for the long run and is, is sustainable and is, and is going to be around for as long as I want the business to be around? That there is that there's, I think, an overall bigger mindset shift that's happened in this industry where it's not just make money online. It's like, let's run a business online that's professional and sustainable and profitable. Absolutely. Parker Stevenson, Evolved Finance. What is the best way if somebody wants to look at hiring you guys to be their bookkeeper? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Just go to evolvefinance.com. If you don't, if you can't find the schedule a call now button on our website, then uh, we've done something very wrong with our website design. But yeah, if you want to schedule a call with me, go ahead. Otherwise, I have a, a podcast as well. You can find on our website. That's just me talking about financial concepts for, you know, 15 to 25 minutes at a time that if you want to learn a little more about some of the things we're talking about here, I definitely recommend you check that out as well. Perfect. And we will have that in the show notes. You can get the show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. Parker, thanks for being on today. It's a pleasure. Matt, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.